right now. This week on Kettle Fish, actor Nico Santos stops by to talk about making something of himself at Cloud Nine. Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle a Fish. The No Politics Master Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debate, hate, or argument allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. Alrighty, welcome to Kettle of Fish, the show after the show, the talk after the talk, the 20-minute comedy money shot after the two hours of political foreplay. Fern, D, are you guys ready to get fishy? Absolutely. It sounds like it should be like in an aquarium store or something. Like, like really? someone playing xylophone to like a Hawaiian shirt with a bunch of fishes on it. <laughs> yeah, what about absolutely. one of those water toys where you press the button and the rings shoot up and you have oh, to like get those. them? Remember that? Yeah. Oh, Certainly enough, the they've got a urinal, a urinal now that has like guitar strings in it and it goes up and the stock of it looks like a guitar neck and you pee different tunes as you're peeing in the urinal of the bar. <laughs> yeah. So, I, it, yeah. so many ways that can go wrong in my mind. All right, let's move on. Today's guest is from the new NBC hit comedy superstore. Um, I know me and Dee don't watch a whole lot of television. I think we're only watching three new shows this season, which is Magicians, mm-hmm. The Grinder, and Superstore. We're having Nico on, Nico Santos, who plays Mateo. D, uh, this is a big mm-hmm. thing, right? Because we love that show, and it's so great to be able to talk oh to somebody gosh. about the things that we love, right? Oh, always. I mean, that's. I think that's why we had John Lear, because we loved Quick Draw and Ten Islands or Less, and... Yeah, and it actually kind of reminds me a little of Ten Items or Less because they're, you know, it's just the the connection between all the different characters in the store. Um, Of course, that was a grocery store, so it's just a little bit different because, you know, I don't think we're going to have Jesus on the wall in a water stain. But, you know, no, it's it's so much fun. And I've seen, like, America Fur, I've seen her in different things. And, you know, she's, you know, she's pretty cool. Um, Oh, my gosh. And, of course, I recognized one of their other characters from Kids in the Hall. Um, you guys just have to check out the show. It's so much fun. Just I'm sure so everybody fun. It's one of those listening. things we totally look forward to. Probably check oh, out the show. So. And I know Fern watches it, too, which I was kind of surprised when I said, hey, I'm having um, Nico on for Superstore. And you knew exactly, everybody I talked to about it knows exactly what the show's about. Which is odd, because sometimes I'll bring up, like, mm-hmm. Soap or Deadwood, like, shows like that, and people don't know what it is. But everybody knows this show at this yeah. point, right? And we're only, a, like, ten episodes in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, you I, know, I started watching it on Hulu as soon as they released it. They pre-released the first three episodes, and as soon as it popped up, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm all over this. It's a great yeah. show. I love it. It's funny. It's almost but I mean, it's almost believable. Like you can really see some of this yeah. stuff actually happening in especially with the day to day. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's hysterical. If anybody hasn't checked it out, check it out. It's a great show, and it goes awesome. I love talking about Superstar. I wish there was a way to talk to one of the cast members. Oh, holy shit! There is. <laughs> Let's get Nico in here. And he's patiently been waiting. Nico, how you doing? I'm well. Hi guys. 
Hey. Hey, look, I got to tell you, Nico, we are doing great. Um, I started putting up information about the show a couple weeks ago. It has been a long time since we've gotten so much buzz about a guest coming on a show. We've got guests coming from every walk of life in the entertainment world, and people are just kind of losing their shit. Like, oh, my God, I love that show. I love Nico. Let's start off with this. Why do you think people are connecting with the show so well? And in particular, why do you think so many people are connecting with Mateo? Because he seems to be a very relatable character. It's uh, Thanks for that question. Um, I think I've been getting a lot of the same um, feedback from a lot of people. And I think people – the, the show is really – you know, it's, we haven't seen a, a show about sort of just like a working class, like American pe- regular, regular American people. And a lot of people just sort of – um, I've, I've heard a lot of people who work in retail, and they've, they've told us numerous times that we, we kind of, uh, this show really hits it right in the head um, about, about their experience working retail. I worked retail as well, so, I mean, I kind of have experience in that. Um, but, I mean, the show is really just, you know, a mix of these sort of crazy characters, but, you know, like, you'll recognize um, everybody on that show as somebody that, you, you know, as somebody you've, you've worked with. You know, Mateo is that guy who at work is the one who tries too hard, but his, you know, his head's in the right place and his heart's in the right place. But mm-hmm. he's just, he's just a little shady queen, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying we, to get ahead. <laughs> and we know that about the character. And here's the thing: so we're ten episodes in. Um, we're having the, you guys are having the season finale tomorrow, and we'll touch on that in a moment. Yes. And it seems like we're watching these characters progress, and you know who's married, who has kids, who's worked where, or went to college. Mateo is still a mystery. So my question is, this is what I'm wondering watching this. Like, do you have an idea in your head, a background, a whole backstory for Mateo, and you're going to the writers and like, hey, I think Mateo is this, this, and this? Or are they just going to come with you and be like, okay, Mateo got fired from, like, Bush Gardens for doing this. Run with it. And then you have to, like, kind of make your character conform. Right. It's, uh, you know, Mateo's still a little bit of a mystery. Um, we're still discovering a lot of things about him. Um, you know, I, I, Mateo was originally written um, as a Latino, like, tough, like, guy from the streets. Um, he, he, he wasn't originally written as this, this gay Filipino character. And um, so when I, when I auditioned for the part, that's the way he was described. And, you know, he was sort of like this, you know, just sort of like gangster thug guy. And, wow. Uh, I'm clearly not. So <laughs> I just sort of uh, created this version of, of, of me for Mateo and uh, you know, the creators of the show, uh, Justin Spitzer, who's the creator of the show, and the other executive producers sort of really liked my take on it, and they, they changed the, the, the character um, uh, to suit uh, my interpretation. So wow. I'm really grateful to them for that. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff about Mateo that we're still. Uh, I think uh, I'm really excited. We're still waiting to hear about season two, um, and if um, if we do get season two, um, we'll we'll finally get to, I think, to really explore like where he comes from and his entire background. So. Well, I mean, that's funny that if, right you say, if we get season two, and it's good to be cautious and uh, and not assume anything. But I have to say, with the response the show has gotten. And that first episode is phenomenal. I knew, just watching those first three preview episodes, that this is a show that's going to be around four or five years at least. I mean, you've got to feel that in your gut, right? I, you know what, yes, I, I, I do. I mean, uh, I, I just, you know, in, in Hollywood, you, you can't, uh, nothing is certain. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to count my chickens before they hatch. But, 
you know, from the first moment that we all met, um, you know, when I met the cast, it was kind of like we really sort of like looked around and we, when we worked on our first scene, it was like, wow, like it, it, it seems like we've known each other for a really long time and we just had this amazing chemistry like right from the get-go. It, 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 it seemed really special right from the start. So I really do hope the show goes for, for forever because I love working with everybody in the cast. They're all amazing people. And it's like me in summer camp for like, you know, for like three, four months. We just, we right. just have a blast. And I mean, yeah. that shows, those connections show through the, actually show through the show. And one thing I was thinking when yeah. I was watching this is I know you've got a comedy background in stand-up, but usually with these big yeah. ensemble casts, a lot of those guys come from kind of doing improv. Do you have an improv background? Because I know that comes in handy in an environment like this. Yeah, you know what? I, I do not. So I've been doing stand-up for um, about 10, 11 years. I started out in San Francisco um, and, and you know, just did the scene there, and then I moved to L.A. six years ago. And uh, the acting was really not um, what my main goal was when I moved to L.A. Like, I, I moved to L.A. with the intent of, like, I want to get in with the Comedy Central and eventually, you know, do like a live at Gotham or like, you know, do a showcase show, maybe have a half-hour special. And then um, it just kind of um, progressed from there. Like, uh, I, I, I did, I, I went down here and I got a manager and then they encouraged me to um, try out for us the CBS Diversity Showcase here, which is a, 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 comedy, a live comedy sketch show that's presented for industry people. But before that whole process, like, I had never had any improv or sketch comedy background or training. And um, and then I started booking acting jobs through that. And, and this whole acting thing was kind of this sort of, like, happy uh, accident that happened through that process. And, and working on the show, we do a lot of improv, and I feel like... Um, I was really nervous going into it because that's uh, that's not a process that I'm used to working. I'm, I'm used to like doing stand up and, and writing my material and trying it out on an open mic. And but you know you work with such amazing comedy legends as Mark McKinney and you know it's uh, from Kids in the Hall and it kind of like really ups your game and um, it's such a great working. I, I feel like I was sort of like learning on the job and it's really such a great process to sort of go through. So that's a pretty easy transition for you then. Going from the comedy world to more of this improv ensemble cast word world. Uh, well, could you repeat that? I didn't, I didn't hear you. The transition, though, it's been pretty easy going from stand up to kind of this ensemble cast type of environment. Yeah, it, it has been easy. I mean, um, particularly with this show. I mean, like, I think if I had worked on a on a different show, like, I, it, just, it just felt like with this show, like, all the pieces just came together. It was just like the perfect storm and. Um, yeah, with this show, it, it was pretty easy. Um, they 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 give us a lot of freedom um, to sort of do what we want. Um, you know, like we'll have the scripts, and you know, when we film the the scenes, like uh, we'll we'll do the scripted version. And once we have that version, um, they really sort of uh, let us just play and and do whatever we want. And it's just it's been such an amazing uh, creative process because you know, like we we're able to satisfy their needs for whatever they want, but, you know, we're able to explore um, what we want to do uh, improv-wise, and it really sort of, like, um, opens up to discovering really how our characters work, and it's, yeah, it's just been a, just a tremendous process. With the show being so popular and you kind of being out there in the comedy world, has your life dramatically changed? Can you not go to, like, Chipotle now without somebody going, but <laughs> Or is it not reached it, that level yet with you? <laughs> no, you know... I have been. I, it, I am getting recognized on the street, which is it's it's kind of like a uh, it's it's a trip, definitely. It's it's um, 
you know, when, when I first moved to L.A., I was doing, uh, I, had, I had done the panel for Chelsea Lately. And so, like, and the only people who would recognize me from that are, like, you know, like, these queens in, in West Hollywood, you know, where I go out in West Hollywood, it's on head, like, hey, girl. But this this show, Superstore, is, is on a much larger scale. And, you know, and I really sort of forget that sometimes. I'll go to, like, the big box stores. Like, there's a Target and a Best Buy right near my house, and I'll go for whatever reason. And then somebody will will shout, Mateo! I'm like, what? What's going on? That's got to be weird. surreal. And when you say big box yeah, store by your house, surreal. is this perhaps a big box store that you couldn't even get a job at when you were researching this role? Because I thought that yes, was a nice yes. story. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so Nicole Bloom, who plays Cheyenne um, in the show, um, had this brilliant idea of, like, uh, applying to Target um, and uh, to, to do some research. So after, after we filmed the pilot and we had some downtime before we shot the, the rest of the season, um, she had made that suggestion. I was like, you know what? There's a Target right by my house. There's a huge sign saying that they're hiring. I've worked retail for eight years in San Francisco, selling handbags and all these other fancy places. So I'm like, I got this. I'm so going to get hired. I sat down and, and for like an hour at their employment station and like filling out the application. And then I get an email like two weeks later saying that they couldn't offer me a position. I was like so hurt. It doesn't everything in you want to go in there now and go, hey, am I qualified for the job now? I feel like that's what I would feel like. <laughs> I want, uh, yeah, I want to like have like my, my Judo Roberts pretty woman moment and just walk in. Just like, you guys work in commission, right? Big mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, I've been totally hoarding you to myself, um, Nico, because you're such a delight. Let me let the ladies get in here because I know they've been you, chomping please. at the bit to talk to you. Um, <laughs> Dee, let's start with you first. Oh my gosh. Um, well, first, every time I see, every time I see Mark McKinney, I think of the Bird Lady. Do you have that problem? Oh, Chicken Chicken Lady. <laughs> yes, Chicken Lady. I can just hear him. Oh, oh my, my god. god. It's, I know. <laughs> I, me, I, I know. Do you exactly. have that problem? I'm, I, I either I either just visualize him as chicken lady or or the, I'm squishing your head. I'm squishing your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least I know I'm not the only one then. <laughs> no, it was really intimidating. You know, like like the first time I had a scene with him, I was definitely just like, it's Mark effing McKinney. Like I I just hope that I could you know like be at his level and. He's such an, a, like, such a great person to work with because he's so fatherly and, like, you know, mm-hmm. and it's such a brilliant mind. And so he'll, like, you know, we'll, we'll work through the scene together at first and we'll talk it through. And, and I don't know, it's just, like, it's, it's just, like, working with a super close family member. It's, it's great. Awesome. And that is so awesome. Jump in here because I know you're a huge fan of the show as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I saw it pop up on Hulu. I'm like, Superstore, what is this? Yeah, it's been a really long time since I have been able to sit down and enjoy a good comedy, like a cerebral comedy that just flows. And, you know, what you said about gelling with the, you know, with the cast, I can, and Nick said it translates, it really does. It flows Mm -hmm. through into everything. And you can really get the feel and the sense of camaraderie with the cerebral mm-hmm. humor. And I, I appreciate cerebral humor. So I just want to tell you, big fan of the show, love it. I've been on board. Even before Nick called me, he's like, hey, Nico's going to come out. I was like, that is awesome because I love Superstore. Oh. So good thanks, work. Thanks. I mean, really good stuff all around. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really I really am, like, so proud of this show because you know, it's not like, 
you know, sometimes when you're in Hollywood, you you book, you know, like what you just book whatever job you get, and you know, I don't even tell my family sometimes. I'm like, you don't have to watch this awful show that I just booked. But um, <laughs> but you know, but, but with this show, I've been telling everybody because I'm so proud of it, and it it is such a really good show. I think our show does a, a great balance of of doing a lot of cere- cere- I can't talk cerebral humor and like highbrow yes. and lowbrow stuff. It's just it's just a great mix. So. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're kind of expanding their character, too, because I know I've seen on your Facebook page, and I've had a similar, I don't want to say complaint, but concern. I was like, man, they need to put Nico out there more. We're not seeing, or Mateo for the character. We're not seeing enough Mateo. And it seems like the last <laughs> couple episodes, you have kind of beginning these side storylines, like trying to get the promotion yeah. and the gay wedding episode and so on. So that's good. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, and what I love about the show too is that even you know, like you know, in all the episodes, but even if it's an episode where I only have like one or two scenes, they really sort of give you so much to work with. So I mean, even if it's like an episode where I only have like a few lines, it's they're really it's just really funny stuff that they give us. So um, yeah, it's just they, it's just so much to work with, and it's just been been great. Yeah, and one thing that awesome. I do disagree with as I went on the NBC website for Superstore and they painted you in your bio as like the direct um, competition of Jonah and I don't see you that way I see you on a show it's like you're just a shameful like shameless opportunist not that you're directing all your guns towards (laughs) Jonah right well, I mean, like, for, for for this season particularly, especially in the pilot, you know, Jonah and I start the first day. So I've really, like, Mateo really sort of, like, zeroes in his rage for his competition for Jonah. But, you know, as as you've watched the show, the show, and the show's progressed, like, you know, like, our relationships have all shifted. And, you know, like, I think everybody has that love-hate relationship with Mateo as they do with Jonah because, you know, Jonah's character can be so pretentious. Yes, um, and yes. then Mateo's character can be yes. so shady. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great so contrast. That. Oh, one last thing on the show itself. This is just a side note, not really a question. You guys have the greatest music. I mean, I was hearing like Slam by Onyx, and I was like, holy shit, I haven't heard that song in like 20. Where, where Who is putting together the music for the show? Because it really, it is the cherry on top of the Sunday of, of these episodes. Oh, of great. I mean, there, there is, I, 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 the name escapes me, but, you know, the music's right for the show, and, and the executive producers and, and the creator, they all sort of uh, collaborate as to the type of uh, music that's going to go in it. I'm, yeah, and I'm also glad that they're, like, you know, they're putting a lot of, like, sort of R&B and hip-hop, you know, in the show. I like that. And it, it plays really like, well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's awesome. It, it's funny, like for for the uh, for the all nighter episode, you know, we, there was a lot of music in that episode because you had um, the montage music and you had Cheyenne's uh, dance, and there was supposed to be a scene um, where we were all singing uh, "This Is How We Do It" by Montel Jordan, nice. <laughs> and we couldn't we couldn't have it uh, in the show because we already like had uh, too much too much music. But that all nighter episode was inspired by. Uh, our night shoot from the pilot where we were all got loopy at six o'clock in the morning from the night shoot. And we all like, I, I, I started putting on a fashion show and that fashion show made it to that episode. And then like, we all were like singing Montel Jordan because it was six in the morning. We were all up for like 13 hours getting loopy. Like, so shooting that online episode was like so special. It was like, it was like, you know, our real life experience. <laughs> very, very nice. That's okay. Awesome. Um, Last few minutes, I want to kind of dig into the real Nico here. I'm from a very Greek Ooh. Orthodox family. Yeah. 
I'm first generation. Mm-hmm. My family immigrated here from Greece. They are very conservative, and I know they hate what I do. They don't even understand what I do, and they don't like what I do. <laughs> your first generation Filipino is your well, how is your family supportive of what you're doing? Are they kind of like we want you to be an accountant? What's going on with the family connection there? And um, my family is very supportive, actually. My mom, my mom is actually like the most supportive. Like, my, if my mom could be a stage, if I was like a child actor. My mom would be like a stage mom. She's like just so happy wow. and uh, just yeah. She she really loves the fact that I sort of like went into like a more creative uh, um, career. Um, you know, she was never one of those tiger moms who was like made me take piano and you know or or, or wants me to be a doctor or anything like that. She she loves it. She comes she comes to all my stand up shows and you know um, I was I I think it's just it's definitely just like uh, her like loving the fact that I'm kind of just you know, living the American dream. I was born and raised in the Philippines. I, I moved to I moved to Oregon when I was sixteen and, you know, I just finished up high school in Oregon and, and went to college in Oregon and uh you know, I mean like it's it's still to this day it's sort of like it it uh, I'm still sort of like I pinch myself because it's like I you know, like who would have thought that some little gay boy from Manila who was just toiling away in Manila, like, you know, like would end up where I am. It's kind of, it's, it's insane. I, I feel very blessed. Nice, nice, nice. And how are the friends, like your high school friends? Are you getting a bunch of people who maybe picked on you or were asses to you in high school, hitting you up on Facebook? Like, I loved you. I've always loved you. <laughs> there are, I mean, I, um, I, I still keep touch with a few high school people and they've been great, but I do love the people who are just like, my dear friend Nico Santos, they'll tag me on Facebook. It's like, oh, my dear friend Nico Santos, I've known him for so long. I just, you know, congratulations. I'm like, we have never, t- we haven't talked in 20 years. You want to act like yeah. <laughs> That's the Come way on, it goes. Man. All right, um, Fern, B, I got to close this up. Do you have anything else you want to add? Oh, I just can't wait till the season finale tomorrow. I- I'm just so thrilled. Season finale is going to be, be awesome. great. It's going to be so great. Yeah, tell yeah, us all about that wait. on your way out the door. What's going on with the season finale? <laughs> Is there any hints you can give us? And why are you only doing 11 episodes? I was kind of surprised when I saw that come across my feed. I thought you guys would be running until May or something. Well, we were uh, so we, we were a mid-season uh, show, so uh, we only had uh, 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 11 episodes for, for this season. And then... Uh, NBC basically, I think, um, like just just from the in, initial order of 11, uh, 11 episodes, they're just going to determine um, how well we do, and and based on that, make their decision on season two. But you know, knock on wood, it is the show's doing well, so hopefully we'll hear soon enough. But yeah, I wish I wish we could have done cool. twenty two off the bat because it's it's such a fun show to do. So. Do you think it's hard, like, like you guys are off for the season or whatever, and then you come back? Do you feel like you lose mo- momentum going away with the fans and the audience? They're like, oh, that show had 11 episodes, so it's not cemented in our minds. And then it goes away for five months, whatever it is, until fall. And then people are kind of like, oh, I kind of remember this show. I mean, cause it seems like that I would mean, be a little bit of a handicap. That is something I worry about, but thus far, a lot of people, I mean, like, I'm, I've been getting here from a lot of people that just, like, we just, I just love the show. I keep rewatching it, and hopefully it'll stay fresh on people's minds, um, and hopefully, you know, like, we'll we'll get to back to work pretty soon, and we'll get, we'll be able to give people what they want soon All enough. All right, so sum up tomorrow's episode in one word. What do we need to know? Ooh. Um, what do you, uh, 
Cheyenne, um, I, Cheyenne goes into labor. Oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I need the episode. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Nico. I'm sorry. No, the episode is called Labor, and so it has something to do uh, with with Cheyenne and, and and other stuff. But it's it's a good episode. It's it was like it was, you know, like I was crying like a baby after we wrapped. The, yeah, that's the, not the scene, But it, it, it's such a it's a, such a great episode. People are going to really, really love it. It's going to sort of just tie everything together that's been happening all all season, and it's going to be great. Amazing. Yay. All right. Where can everybody yeah. find you out there in the social media land? I am on Instagram and Twitter, and my handle is at Nico Santos Comic. And you can find me on uh, on Facebook uh, under Nico Santos. And uh, yeah, those are those are my social needs. Alrighty, thank you so much for taking time out. I know you are crazy busy. It took us a while to even coordinate this interview. I this know. This is an absolute being pleasure. With me. Oh, no. Thank definitely. you so much, you guys. It's worth the payoff. All right. Thank you, Nico, for coming on, and we will see you guys next week. Enjoy Kettle yes. Fish. Thanks, Nico. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Look at your iPad. <laughs> <laughs>